Season 2 is a wrap. Cha-ching! Now it's time to celebrate. Ah, uh, yeah. Saturday, August 22nd. At Pop-Up DFW, located in Dallas, Texas. Join Finesse Media Podcast hosts Ken Finesse Media and Teresa Millionaire as they celebrate the wrap of Season 2. You ready? Doors open at 6 Central. Yeah, day. You must wear a mask for entry. Order your tickets today at Eventbrite. Let the show begin. Damn, y'all feel that? This is the Finesse Media Podcast, Season 3. Check it out. The number one show focusing on HBCU news. Hey. With guests, Ooh. entertainment, Ladies and, gentlemen. and surprise co-hosts. You put me in an awkward situation. Now, here is your host, Ken Finesse Media. HBCU and you want your HBCU to be spotlighted on the Finesse Media Podcast, 
Hit me up, finessemediapodcast at gmail.com. We'll love to spotlight your university. And you also come on to the show because we want to talk about your experience at said university. So, again, HBCU of the Week goes to Jackson State University, not to be confused with Jacksonville State University or Jacksonville University, but Jackson State University or JSU. is a public, historically black college in Jackson, Mississippi. The university is one of the largest HBCUs in the United States and the fourth largest university in Mississippi. The university is a member of the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. It is classified among the R2 doctoral universities high research activity. Jackson State University's athletic team, the Tigers, participated in the NCAA Division I athletics as a member of the Southwestern Athletic Conference. What's up, SWAC? And we also got some new people in the swag, but we'll keep it going. JSU, the university is also the home of the Sonic Boom of the South, a marching band founded in the 1940s. Their accompanying dance lines, the Prancing J Sets, are well known for their unique style of dance known as J Setting. This week, HBCU, we're proud to highlight JSU. Jackson State University. Thank you for being our HBCU of the week, and congratulations on your new staff member, which is primetime, the NFL Hall of Famer, Deion Sanders. JSU, go Tigers, and slack all day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. We'll keep this thing going, and just like every episode, we have it sponsored, and this episode is sponsored by Latrice Murphy Views. For all things photography, if you're thinking about having your photo shoot done, I don't care if you're local uh, in Kansas City where the CEO uh, of Latrice Murphy Views is from. Uh, we don't care if you're local or not. It doesn't matter. Hit her up, Latrice Murphy Views. Uh, photos at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Latrice Murphy Views. We'll get into a commercial break by Latrice Murphy Views, and then we got coming up later in this episode, my friend, brother, the extraordinary, smartest fucking marketing guy I know, Kevin Davis. We'll be back with more with something brand new. Finesse Media Podcast Season 3. Latrice Murray Views Photography. Professional photography that won't break the bank. Latrice Murray Views Photography does it all with stunning photographs. Book your photography session today at lmviewsphoto at gmail.com. That's what's up. That's what's up. Latrice Murray Views makes you check her out as sponsor for this episode. And thank you, Latrice Murray Views, for continuing to do all that you do and continue to finesse the game. For those who know Latrice, you know who she is, my co-host, my lovely sister Sigma Gamma Road, Teresa Millionaire. So check her out, y'all. But again, this episode is a great episode, and I cannot wait for you to hear this interview with Kevin Davis. If you want to see this episode and see the interview, go to my Finesse Media page on YouTube. Make sure you click the like, comment, and subscribe button and the bell so you can be notified when new episodes appear. So if you're tired of me talking and you want to just look at this interview, check us out. FinesseMediaGroup.com, or go to my YouTube page and subscribe. Well, guess what, y'all? It's time for my interview with Kevin Davis, bro. Go mob. Shout out to the brothers of Phi Beta Sigma, and it's time for this good old interview, y'all. Here we go. 
What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast, Season 3. And just like I mentioned at the top of the show, man, we got a great guest coming on, somebody that's been finessing the game for so many uh, years, I would say, and uh, definitely somebody who uh, I look towards, uh, look high up to in the uh, breadth of Phi Beta Sigma. So without further ado, man, I definitely want to welcome to the Finesse Media Podcast uh, for the first time, my friend, brother, Mr. Kevin Davis. What's up, bro? Blue Five. Blue five, bro. That's exactly. But we'll get into all that stuff, man. Yes, because sir. You definitely hold it down uh, at the headquarters uh, at the uh, for the fraternity, man. So to have you on uh, is it, a good time. And again, we gonna relax, man, and, and chop it up. I, it's been a while since I've seen you, so to I see know. you right now, it's a good time to see you. So how things been going, man? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's been kind of hectic work wise. You know, I'm in healthcare, so you can imagine how my year has been. Um, dealing with the pandemic and and making sure uh, people uh-huh. still get in, see their video. Oh, where did you go, Ken? No. Oh, I'm still right here. I'm there you go. Right oh, I thought I lost no, connection. No. But no, it's just like I said, it was just been kind of hectic um, work-wise dealing with the pandemic. You know, here in Chicago and mm-hmm. making sure people still get out to get to uh, get to their appointments and making our sure our staff are safe and. Just from a communication standpoint, it's been off the chain. But other than yeah, that, man, I've been pretty good. <laughs> that's super dope, man. So, again, good to have you on um, this uh, this episode. And you're also a podcaster, man, uh, too. So definitely been checking out uh, your podcast. And I might get this wrong. I have my notes here. But it's the League of – tell the people the name of the podcast. The League of Leaders. The League of Leaders, okay. I didn't want to butcher it up, man. So the League of Leaders, let's talk about that podcast, man, because I've checked out a couple of episodes, and thank you for the shout-out uh, that you've given me on uh, one of the episodes. So tell our listeners about that platform and what made you start the League of Listeners. So the League of Leaders is a, a podcast where I pull leaders. in um, professionals that have achieved some level of leadership and success in their career. And I came up with that idea because I, in looking around for different podcasts, I wanted to learn from other folks, other black folks, but it's not that many of us out there with, with podcasts that are telling our stories and, and me being a creative person, I always know how to do it. And one of my homegirls was like, you know how to do it. You know, a bunch of people, what are you waiting for? Just do it yourself. And so essentially we bring people on to talk about their success now, you know, even if someone's a director or VP or something, and I'm, I may just be a director, senior manager, I can learn something about their journey. And I'm hearing about it it, when it's relatively new, when it's still kind of hot now. Typically what happens is you hear from these Mm -hmm. people when they're 50 and 60 years old. And it's like, that was a great story. That was a whole lifetime ago. I can't take any of what you told me and apply it to my career. So it's really just pulling some dope folks around, telling their stories, talking about success, talking about failure, um, hopefully to motivate other people, give some other tips, I'm tired of being the first black man in my role or the only black person mm-hmm. in the department, but that starts from having those conversations around leadership, how to get ahead, how to open doors. And so that's what I hope that the, the podcast does is just provide insight and help jog some, some new thoughts and ideas on how to, how to advance professionally or as an entrepreneur. No, that's dope, man. And congratulations on 100 uh, or oh, 1,000 downloads. That's yep. you know super huge. I know you got that last month, so that's 1K plus, I'm sure now, man. So mm-hmm. you've had a successful. Is your season still going on, or are you still? We're pausing you still- right now. Yep. Okay. So we're we're in between seasons right now. So I'm just kind of resting, kind of chilling a little bit, 
and then I'll start yeah. recording later on this month for uh, season two. Yeah, because I, I haven't seen that. I'm like, am I missing it? You know the algorithm is crazy, so you got to yeah. go to the page, and I'm a true supporter, so I'm like, if I don't see it, I'm going to the page. It's kind of like an entertainment industry. If you're not seeing people on TV, yeah. you're like, oh, she ain't doing shit. She really is, or he is really doing things behind the scenes, so I go to your stuff because I want to yeah. make sure I'm not missing it, man, so that's good. Shout out to you and, um, you know, in your successful season. But being a podcast host, a full-time, you know, entrepreneur, that by which we'll get more in, in, in deep into with the uh, with Crush. Because I want to know more about the, the Crush magazine. When I met you, you were working on that. And I also want to kind of jump back into some of the old stuff that uh, we did at Target. Working <laughs> there. And, and, right? So, so yeah. You know, so with being the, all these different things, the more important and the biggest role for you, man, is being a dad. So you got the two yeah. boys and the little one. Yeah. How are the kids, man? Well, the kids, the oldest just turned 20 in August. Goddamn. Um, Goddamn. My middle son, he graduated from high school this past year, and my daughter's three. So I got the, Baby I, got the I got the spectrum. That's right. You know, we're a little artwork right there in the corner. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's super dope. That's super dope. Mm-hmm. And shout out to your wife Ruth, man, who is yep. dope as hell. Yeah. Uh, makeup, you know, makeup extraordinaire too. So she's someone that I would say that's finessing the game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it, man. So on on your um, on your platform that you did with Crush Media, is that still something you're working on with the Crush Media brand? Yep. So I rebranded back in 2014 and just named it Kevin Davis Brand because um, so I wanted myself. I wanted to make sure that people associated me with what I did, which was marketing and design. Um, and through Crush Media Group, that required you to kind of drive in two different lanes. And so it made sense when it was uh, myself and two other partners, but then they went on to do their own different things. So it was just me. And I said, well, if it's just me, why don't I just put my name on it? And so mm-hmm. I wanted to brand myself. And that's where it kind of went into this like uh, reinvention mode back in about 2014, rebranded Crush Media Group as Kevin Davis Brand. So that way, you look up my name, you automatically see my business. You ought to, mm-hmm. you see everything about me once you see my name. Just a matter of continuity and consistency. That's what's up. No, I, I, you were crushing it, like literally. That's right. Uh, <laughs> crushing it, literally crushing it, man, and, and doing so many different things. And when I met you um, in 2010, and this is yep. how I met Kevin. Well, in person because. A true testament of brotherhood, and we're going to we transition into this brotherhood. Yeah, yeah. We transition into this brotherhood conversation. So, for those that's watching and listening, prepare yourself because I'll tell you, five minute segment, I wore my shirt for you tonight, uh, mm-hmm. Brett. Uh, because when I met Kevin virtually, um, good dude, dope dude, but the first time I met him was because of the opportunity that was given. So, I was just graduating. Uh, or had just graduated from the University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, came back to Chicago, reached out to Kevin, and said, hey, man, I need a gig. And so I literally tell people you saved my life because, honest to goodness, my mom was telling me, yo, if you don't do nothing, which is really odd because I had just graduated, but she's mm-hmm. like, if you don't do nothing, you're going to get put out. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do, so I'm scrambling for stuff. And so I reached out to Kevin, and when I reached out to you, you go, hey, I'm working at Target, and I'm overnight, and I'm going to give your information over to – uh, the hiring manager who works the night shift, and true as his name is Kevin Davis. At about 10:30 the following night, Kevin calls me and go, "Hey, remember I told you I'll get on the phone or get your resume to her. Here is her on the phone." And the lady mm-hmm. got on the phone and goes, "Hey, 
you need a job and you can come down and apply. Or if you had already applied, I'll pull your resume. Yeah. And less than a week, man, I was working uh, alongside uh, at Target with you, man, which was a cool experience. So I thank you. And I publicly say this. Thank you because it really did save my life. And from that moment of now meeting you in person, we had so many intellectual conversations about Phi yeah. Beta Sigma and the vision that we wanted for this fraternity. And uh, it's just amazing, dude, like now 10 years later, your name rang, rang praises in the fraternity, where when I say Kevin Davis, they go, yeah, I know who he is. And I go, oh, <laughs> you know, this is a cat that I work with, a true brother. So how, is, how, it, how has it been? It's a couple of questions I want to ask you about your input in Five Minute Statement in terms of the branding and doing what you do, but how has it been working at the international headquarters, man, making a true mark? I would say you have. Well, I'll get there in a second. I want to back up to what you, you just mentioned okay. about talk because I okay. forgot that okay. we met. I forgot how we got there connected. And what I want to stress, and I just had a conversation, just led a workshop on this the other day for the fraternity on personal branding. And what you said was when you reached out to me, we had a conversation and sometimes you just know a path that somebody's on. They just need to get where they are at that moment. They'll figure it out. Um, but being a person that a word, somebody's trustworthy. I'm not a person that just puts my name out there for anybody. And so it's nothing for me to then say, you know what, I have an opportunity. Let me, let me hook you up. Let me make, you know, make that connection for you in there. But mm -hmm. more importantly, it was you reaching out to me that a lot of people don't do that. They don't just, you know, reach out to who they need to or put the need out there. I need a job. I and then you, bad, brother. I, <laughs> and you know, it's like <laughs> because when I moved here, I had my business with all my clients were in Detroit. And so I had to go there and it was not what I wanted to do. But it was what I had to do. It was getting married and all of that stuff. So I knew my situation going into the door and I got promoted. And so when I had the opportunity to bring somebody else in, it's like somebody needs yeah. something, I got you. If I have the opportunity but more importantly than that is you came in and there was nothing that you did that made me look bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was just a matter of, we went in there, we had some good times, we had some fun, we fooled and just turned turn it into a party for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it was. Because we yeah, had to, because it was, it was terrible. It was, it was terrible mm -hmm. one of the worst jobs I had, but it was one of the best jobs I had in, in terms of learning about people mm -hmm. um, and their motivations. But mm -hmm. to uh, bring it back forward, um, so I've been in, you know, been on um, the international board uh, for Sigma since 2017. Um, and it was, for me, it was great being, a, I got appointed in Detroit, in my hometown at Conclave Detroit. Uh, so to be able to get put in the office in your home city, that was just like, that was dope. No, hella dope. It was dope. And, you know, it, to me, it was, um, it's kind of like a culmination of everything I wanted. You know, I've been in design since, a, since I've been a kid and been a Sigma, it's 18 years this year. And I always knew that there was something more that we can do with our marketing and branding of the organization. Mm -hmm. And so back in 2012, I started a little side group of designers and brand folks. We were secretly designing everything for the fraternity, but we was moving in silence. So a couple of people started to notice. And then that's when Michael Crystal was like, I know we don't know each other, but I've seen how you've been moving. And I think what you can do can help us move fraternity forward. Mm -hmm. And so 2017 put me in place and what we needed to do was establish some brand standards for the fraternity. But more importantly, I had to put together a plan that we could roll out to the chapters around the world. Mm -hmm. The brothers motivated and get them behind it and support it. And that was an interesting experience. Um, you know, I've done some similar things like that at UIC when I worked there, um, you know, which had 10,000 employees in a uh, North Park University, which only had maybe 800 employees. 
but then they go into the fraternity, got chapters all around the world, mm-hmm. and it's, they're not employees. You know, they're mm-hmm. members who join right. different eras under different circumstances and all of that. Mm-hmm. And to have me at the helm of that, like, it was humbling, and it still is. You know, I, they pulled me back in for the second term. I said, I got you. And it's yeah. been dope. I've been traveling around, um, been traveling around the country, doing a little tour, talking to brothers, listening to them and hearing them. But more importantly, being trusted enough to handle the phone calls when they come in from like BET or Essence or mm-hmm. uh, Ralph Lauren, all of that stuff. Right. And they like, Kev's got ask it. ask you about that. Yep. And they're like, Kev's got it. And to me, that's a testament. And I mentioned mm-hmm. on my call the other day, if you're in a fraternity or sorority or any kind of organization, find a way to make it benefit you professionally and then bring those talents back to the organization because that's what the organization mm-hmm. did with me in 2002 mm-hmm. when I joined and I lost my job. They poured into me and hired me to do the work for them. And so when I got on my feet, I put the, I did all the work for the fraternity. So for me, it's been a, a give and take the entire 18 years take. that I've been in. Yep. Yeah. And you mentioned the Ralph Lawrence uh, thing. Talk to our listeners about their partnership. For those that don't know, Five Minute Cities Attorney Incorporated has partnered with the great Ralph Lawrence brand, but on a more strategic approach, I don't think it has anything to do necessarily with clothing. So right. talk to us about that recent partnership, because I know, as you mentioned, you had your hand a part of that. So congratulations to you on that sweet thing as well. But yeah. do tell. Do tell um, more about it. I'm trying to get at the highest level, essentially, that our two parties got brought together. Uh, because our letters were used on a pair of their pants that they were selling over in Europe. And our the fraternity letters and our emblems and shields and seals are all trademarks, so it became an intellectual property or a trademark infringement situation. So we met with them and said, we are not interested in going to court. We see this as a way to partner together, and they saw it as an opportunity to partner together um, on some opportunities where we can be a change agent when it comes to retail and fashion, uh, particularly in a luxury space. How do they then understand um, uh, or I guess raise their level of cultural competency when it comes to black folks specifically, not people of color, not washing us under that, that acronym, but specifically black, black. folks and, and specifically Greek life, uh, fraternity sororities. It was a foreign concept to many of them when we met. Uh, we met with them back in for the first time back in um, February at their headquarters in New York. And it was a great discussion. And from there, we have a number of partnerships that you'll probably hear about pretty soon. Um, we're doing some things um, up in our, in our conclave in Myrtle Beach next year. And then we're also working on some other opportunities right now where it's more of educational, um, in the ed- educational realm. So we're looking to be a change agent when it comes to higher education, uh, building community, between PWIs and HBCUs as it relates to the business of retail. So we, we got some dope stuff in the works right now with them, but it's, okay. it, it, showed, it showed people a, a different way things could be done. Because everybody's like, oh, sue them, get some clothes. And we're like, no, we, we play a chess. We're not, right, right. Exactly. And they saw it the same way. They had no interest mm-hmm. in, let's go to court and just hear, hear some money and be quiet. It's, no, we want to develop a partnership together. And it's been dope, again, for me to be leading some, uh, what, maybe one-third. We have three different tracks that we're pursuing. For me to be leading one of those in the president's like, Cavs got it. You know, go do your thing, just Sweet. report back, Sweet. you know. So it's been pretty dope. And what was their response to that? Like, so with our 
letters and shields and whatnot being on their yep. clothing. I know it wasn't in the States, but what was their response? Essentially, their response was it, it slipped through, um, you know, some yeah. of their checks and balances. You know, I'm not sure, you know, what that looks like. And, you know, since we have those conversations, that they've revised and revisited and revised their processes. And so that's a big part of also the cultural competency piece of understanding. You can't just use, um, you know, anybody's letters. You need to do some, some research on it. And then there's like, oh, we got this whole, MP, you know, MPHC council. There's a whole bunch of us out here. So it's not just a Sigma mm -hmm. thing. We want to make it clear. Yeah. Yes, this, this is, has impacted us. There's eight other orgs out here, you know, right. millions of members that are looking at this and how exactly. can we educate and then they had them on their staff you know actually the young mm -hmm. brother one of the young brothers in the meeting um, was alpha from morehouse um who worked there yeah. and he had a he was a um a fashion designer concept designer and mm -hmm. he was in the meeting he said you know what i have this job because of a member five eight sigma and so it became wow. like a full circle conversation a real educational teaching mm -hmm. moment for them mm -hmm. and and then here we are no, that's super cool. And I mean, Greek, we everywhere. Uh, so, and, and it's good to have that brother there because he was able to speak to the importance of it and, you know, and, and, and surely, you know, get things, uh, what they said they had to revisit yeah. uh, that design. So good, good job there. So no, certainly want to go into what we just seen, speaking of Greeks and all of that. Shout out to Kamala Harris, member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. He's also an alumni of Howard University. So what's mm -hmm. your thought about and not to get political and to even ask your political stance on it, but what's your thought about, um, you know, the recent debate that we saw? What was uh, your response to that debate? It was very American. It was a dumpster fire. Um, yeah, that, it, but, it, but, it but at the end of the day, um, like I've been saying since 2017, we got the president that we deserve in America. We try to put on this, this, this facade, like we're, we're this polished country and we deserve mm -hmm. better. That debate was American politics at its yeah. finest. It was trash, mm -hmm. but it was, okay. I was sitting there talking to my wife and I'm like, this is who, who we are. Because when we're not on TV, this is the interaction that's happening every day, online, mm -hmm. in person, just our, our no, president like, is just a disgrace, <laughs> man. But, uh, you know, there's no, levels to it. I don't want to make it seem like they were both equal to that Trump is trash. I, I, I praise Joe Biden's restraint, and yeah. especially when he brought up his sons, the yeah, mic might have came off, or he yeah. might, you know, he might have yeah. got the keep talking, you know, got that finger right. like, keep talking, you know, right. I was like, man, that's, that dude is better than me, I couldn't have done it, mm. I could not, you know, call my son a crackhead right there on, on, <laughs> on the debate in front of the world. No, he kind of said some he, he said some crazy things, man. But that was definitely one of the lowest blows. And I didn't catch it in his live moment. Uh, I may have walked away, but I mm -hmm. definitely caught it. It's been playing just like the stand down and stand by and all yep. that crazy shit. I didn't even hear that. But yep. as in replay, it was it was right there in in, in, uh, in plain sight. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's crazy. Uh, you know, so this election for those that's watching and listening, uh, make sure you vote. <laughs> yes, truly important, man. Thank you. you know, so, just, go ahead. I was gonna say the point that I think people are downplaying with this, you know, they're saying just vote or they're just uh, talking strictly about uh, Trump or Biden, but um, Trump made the point himself on the debates talking about he'll, by the, by the time he's done with this term, he'll have appointed 300 federal judges. That's scary. 
And so when we tell people to go vote, you're not just voting for the president. Absolutely. Just thinking about, just for an example, back in 2014, we started a partnership with Phi Beta Sigma and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to bring more black folks to the parks. They have money. We got the Sigma Beta Club, perfect marriage. What happens? Trump got off. He got rid of the, uh, the head of the Department of the Interior, and now the program is in shambles. And so it's stuff, all of those types of heads of those federal agencies are appointed by the president. So it's not just his role as the, the Supreme Court, is these federal judges, these heads of these federal departments. Um, it's all of that. So I think that's something we have to keep poking a little bit more and not just limited to, you know, Trump or Biden. You know, it's not just as cut and dry as that. I don't care who you like. I mean, at this point, you know, if you go Trump, you just appear a flat out racist. That's at the end of the day. There's no conservative yeah. or liberal in that. That's just racist, racist or not, in my opinion. No, I agree with you, man. Trump is terrible. He's horrible. Uh, he's someone to me that is definitely not, maybe he is finessing the game, but I usually say oh, he's in the... finessing it. <laughs> he, he's truly finessing the game. I was going to segue, but I probably messed my own segue up because, <laughs> no, he is finessing the game, but not in the positive way. Because no. really, on this platform, what I like to do is bring on folks, really, who is um, finesse in the game and in the highest level of their craft seriously so uh, we're not the show um, yet or podcast yet where people are binging down my emails like hey I want to get on I want to yeah. get on and promote you know th- there's some but the good part about it is folks that I'm actually wanting to talk to so reaching out to you is saying hey you're somebody who I've been looking at that's been finessing and again not just in the last 30 days or the last year and your role with five minute signal but again 10 years ago I got you on track record you know really taking um, track of my life and, and moving it into a right direction. And not that it was in a different direction, but just keeping me on path because mm-hmm. I was about to be put out. So again, finessing the game that you've been doing is why I want to have you on. And those people that have been finessing the game uh, for you, I want to know. So who is that person for Kevin that you say, man, he's finessing, she's finessing the game. We ask all of our guests this, and it's not that it's the person that you emulate or try to model after of, uh, not ne- you know necessarily, but somebody who is finessing the game, and you go, hey, famous, non-famous, but who is that person for Kevin Davis? Hmm. Man, that's a. I usually have an answer for everything. Let me think about this for a second. Who do I feel is killing the game right now? Finessing the game. For those who are watching, I'll take a sip while he do that. Yeah. Huh. You know what? And as a Capricorn, I know you do hold people to the highest level. Shout out to the Capricorn. And that's the thing. I, I don't believe in false praise. This is what I say about the Capricorns. Capricorns will always, for those who watch and listen, I had quick segue. I had your um, your Detroit girl, even though she moved when she was six years old. But I had your Detroit girl on a couple of episodes ago, Hope Flood, who's from Detroit. Mm-hmm. And we talked about her being a cancer and stuff like that. But cancer, straight shooters, and she's from the Midwest, so that's a double whammy. You from the D- Detroit area, but also a Capricorn. Capricorns, to me, dog, and I probably said this to you before, you motherfuckers either got a plan or you <laughs> executing a plan. Always. 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 There always. is no downtime. There is yeah. no downtime. I know for you, um, trying to find that person who's finessing the game is a – Definitely high standard, probably. <laughs> yes. Like I said, I do not believe in false praise. Um, and the person I will say, no bias, but happens to be from Detroit, as well as a member of Phi Beta Sigma, uh, is our frat brother, Mark, uh, Marcus Collins. Uh, Marcus pledged at University of Michigan oh. in 98, uh, fall 98. And he's been 
in advertising the whole time. And he's worked like Steve Stout over a translation, um, done some TED Talks, just got inducted into like the uh, Advertising Federation Hall of Fame or Hall of, Hall of Honors. And now he's teaching at Harvard, um, their extension school, teaching at University of Michigan. That's what I, that's my standard of it. Mm-hmm. When you own your craft, you have irons in the fire all over the place perfecting your craft. When you hear Marcus Collins, mm-hmm. you hear, you know, he went to Michigan and you know he's an advertising guy. And mm-hmm. he can speak that dual language when needed and get into the room, any room he wants to. So I think he's he's mm-hmm. the one that I feel is finessing the game. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, go my Marcus Collins. If you're watching this, keep finessing <laughs> the game and keep doing your thing. Uh, and that's what I say, man, with Kevin. You're, again, finessing the game and doing your thing. So I know a, I know a Capricorn is always working on the plan. So what's next? What's, what you working on? The pins is what I need to get, too. I need to get a nice finesse media pin. Because that's man, I got, a whole, I got a whole <laughs> stack of ones that I designed. Like, I just got some in uh, Delaware Sigma's hippie up. They, like, they wanted one. You're killing the game with the pins and, and, and such. So what's next for you, brother? Um, other you than the, the, yeah, other than the podcast, you know, keeping that going. Um, there are some professional development workshops. I want to couple with that. So it's kind of like you hear it, but then here's the practice. Um, but the other piece is I'm working on a book. Oh, yeah, so I'm working on a book. Will this be uh, an autobiography? Will this be like a um, a category book, or what? What type of book are you planning to write? Uh, I'm still trying to figure out the angle. It's going to be on personal branding, but a big focus on networking and building relationships. And the funny thing is, um, I was rearranging my office here, and I found. Uh, a printout of something from Target from 2011, 2012. Oh, did it have Irm on it? Did it have Irm? <laughs> it was my notes. It was my notes that I kept when I was when I was um, at Target. Every time I got pissed off at a leadership decision, every mm-hmm. time I kept the note on my phone and I printed it out and then I went and I found that file in my old Google Drive. I don't, I don't know how. And it had all these different leadership principles and things that I would not do whenever I became the director or the leader of whatever it is. And I was going through those lists and I'm like, I still do these things to this day. It kind of became my kind of like compass of how to be Mm -hmm. a a dope leader and not be a trash Mm -hmm. leader like we had back in the day over there. And I'm thinking about (laughs) building that into the book, kind of using that. Mm -hmm. Back then it was going to be called Managing from the Middle. Because just like being okay. a manager, you you just pull from mm-hmm. both ends. But mm-hmm. you know, my career is progressing since then. But I think some of those stories or those uh, those thoughts, if I can find a way to weave those in, I think I already got my outline. <laughs> so nope. Yep. So yeah, man, that, it was up. it was a trash trash time, but I loved it and learned a lot from it. And without those experiences, I wouldn't be who I am now. I know where I don't want to go, and that's right. back to working overnight logistics. And that keeps me hustling. I don't want to go do that anymore. No, man, that's definitely what's up. And I heard you say for being progressive, and I thought progressive initiative. Are you still involved in something like that? Because it seemed like that had trickled down here in the in the Delta area here in Texas, uh, which I'm also happy to uh, uh, announce or not announce. But the Gulf Coast region and the Great Lakes region is coming together with a project or is formulating a project. Have you heard of that? No. 
Okay, so I, I, I'll employ you with that information a little bit later. Okay. But we partnered up with some stuff uh, or with that region, so that's really good. But progressive initiative, wasn't it something that you were doing with the word progressive? Or yeah, we have. Of, I, so I launched Progressive Greek back, and it's funny because I launched that while we was at Target. We would work overnight. Progressive Greek. We would work all, all night from, you know, whatever till 7 in the morning. I would go home, and I would learn, I would learn in design and Photoshop. Mm. And I taught myself in six months, lost Progressive, progressive Greek magazine. And I did that for maybe five or six years. And then the landscape in Greekdom kind of changed. And it went, you know, Progressive Greek was about focusing on the accomplishments and happenings from the alumni perspective because mm -hmm. collegiates get all of the news and things like that. But when you become a grad member and you transition into a grad chapter, you don't hear about it. So my thing was let's keep promoting it to mm -hmm. highlight the members. And then, like, everything kind of shifted um, where it went from, you know, let's celebrate all of these different people into it became a bragging sport. Uh, mm -hmm. This is what we're doing, what y'all doing. And it's just like, I didn't want to be a part of that anymore. Where it's like, I'm, I'm arguing with people on my posts, you know, like, well, you're not posting enough about this person and this group and this and that. I'm like, man, like, we're not getting paid for this. But right. if, you, if you have something to share, send it to us. It just became like this, it's just like the landscape shifted. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, as other, other, websites popped up and you know um, I think the only one that's been consistent um, and it's been cool seeing his growth is Watch the Yard um, Young Cap I think he's from out of I think he's out of Minnesota I believe but Watch the Yard is probably the only thing from around that era that's been consistent with what they put out there and everything else mm -hmm. is just kind of come and gone and so the thought behind Progressive Greek is kind of expanded into the League of Leaders so it's taken the letters off but how can we still promote growth and development through the people that want to want to receive that and tell those stories? And most of them happen to be in the D9. So sometimes you've got to change the packaging on it to mm -hmm. make more traction and, you know, stuff I learn as a marketing person. No, absolutely. You yeah. know, but you got to put the medicine in the candy. There you go. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not, in, I'm not, in, in I'm candy. not in it for the bragging rights or, you know, to bicker and argue and say, well, we doing this, where y'all at? And it's just like, no, oh, I'm trying to raise the greater good. I don't care about all of that stuff. We all doing great stuff out here, but how do we? But funny Greek stuff, which you are an administrator of, funny Greek stuff on Facebook, that group has been around and has seen some highs and lows. Yeah. So you've seen a lot of stuff being a part of that group. And again, as administrator, what have you seen? Um, well, not that question. My question is, what do you say to people where they say, okay, I'm going to speak to the HBCU, um, but what do you say to those people that say that, Black fraternities and black sororities don't matter. Um, as much what, this day. So I'll complete that thought. As much this day. Because they at some point mattered for people. But yeah. there's been some talks about black like colleges. Like the relevance of it. Subject, the relevance of it. So what, what is your, because as, as, as the kind of head of the marketing guy, yeah. seeing things and constantly creative uh, or concepts, around the brand of Phi Beta Sigma. Yeah. What are you saying, or what would you say to those that say, hey, that don't matter no more. Nobody cares about being Greek. Well, I think what it is is it's not as, um, I don't want to call it, it's not as just anybody can just go join. And it's not those days are kind of gone, where it's just everybody was just joining for the sake of it. And so now you have people that are joining that, are, that really want to be members and not just join it because they're friends did or things like that. And so they, I feel like there's a there's an argument to be made sometimes when people say, you know, they're not relevant because sometimes we spend too much time on the things that don't matter 
or we spend too much time promoting the things that don't matter. And, and I say this as a comms, you know, communications person and marketing person, if you're not highlighting the great things that your organizations are doing or you're doing your chapters, and the only thing we're seeing are um, videos, step shows, or just like funny memes and things like that, then I'm looking at it like, well, you don't even have to be an organization for that. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing now, like I said, I've been an administrator in that group for a while. And the reason I did that was, was quality control because mm-hmm. Sigma, Sigma and Zetas was taking hits out there. And it was a big group. It's like mm-hmm. 12, 12, 13,000 people. Sigma and Zetas was taking hits. People, it was like open season. So I jumped in there and it was like brand control. Let's control the narrative. Mm-hmm. Y'all not going to be talking mm-hmm. about us any kind of way. Okay, now that we got that together, we're not going to be talking about these other orgs <laughs> this type of way. So it became right. like a, we got to we take care of home first and we're going to rise to tie it together. And so the, the group is it's still around, but it's, mm-hmm. it's quiet, which is a good thing. It's mm-hmm. a good thing. That means it's not as much nonsense happening. And so mm-hmm. being in these kind of high visibility areas, I see a lot of the nonsense going down. You don't see as much foolishness mm-hmm. on like Greek shenanigans and Mm-hmm. Uh, they won't always find something to post. Exactly, exactly. Because people are going to always do something to. That's the thing. People will always do trend. something, but the but the quantity is down now, and so mm-hmm. I think now that um, people are home now, that's helping this year to refocus on the organizations. You're not out. Uh, you're not out where things can happen that end up being posted on social media. Mm-hmm. And then you know there's mm-hmm. that piece, but I do see more people spending more time talking about voter education. Um, having intellectual debates about things. So mm-hmm. I think for a while we just mm-hmm. focused on the wrong stuff. And then some of those people, it doesn't matter what you tell them. I can go down a list of a thousand things. They still complain. When you, pick, <laughs> when you ask that question, I, my first thought was, you know, sometimes, you know, fuck them. You put the middle finger right, up. Right, right. But then as a comms person, I realized you feel that way because we haven't articulated mm-hmm. what you should be thinking or sharing what we've been doing. So I get your argument. It's like a duality mm-hmm. of sometimes, and I got to pick which side of the fence I'm going to be on and not just be petty, you know, respond. Right, but, uh, right. But, yeah, you know, we, we still no, matter. No, I understand. We still matter. Absolutely. Um, we still got to tighten up on our recruitment overall across the D9 and not just mm-hmm. take anybody that's um, that has the time, the time and the money and the grades or whatever requirements and get mm-hmm. in. So, but I, I think we're getting there. Yep. So, 18 years. Yes. 18 years of Fire Better Sigma, man. And so no matter what they can think now, what was your perception 18 years ago? What made you join Fire Better Sigma? And so Keep it short. You, I swear it's the whole story. No, it's, it's not. It's, you know, it's actually pretty short, man. Um, you know, I knew okay. I, I've always been a team player. And I like being a part of different organizations and things like that growing up, playing sports and all that. And then by the time I got to Eastern Michigan, you know, I kind of looked at the whole spectrum. I wasn't one of those people that's like, oh, when I was 10, I knew. I ain't know nothing about it. I just knew some squiggly letters and some family members. I thought it said O-B-E. Right. <laughs> so Z-O-B. I was like, what's like, all this crazy <laughs> But when I got to Eastern Michigan, um, when I kind of looked around, I'm like, all right, all this stuff, thing, I think stuff isn't for me. And I'm at the signals. I'm like, these are cool dudes. And then I started spending more time in Detroit. Um, and then my boy joined. First, he came to the grad chapter, uh, uh, spring 01. And so I got cool, started hanging around. Man, I'm like, I like what y'all are doing. It was all in nonprofit community space, about the people, all of that. And that's all I saw. And that resonated with me. I'm like, I don't want to be out here chasing the little girls or trying to put up this little stereotype. This group work, you know, resonated with me. And then going through history, I'm like, I can rock with this, you know, in a line with who I was and 
you know, 18 years later, got my life member status now, and I don't feel Yay. that. Right, man. That was that was my goal. Um, listen, listen, dude. So I, I the have the means well, I to don't be. Know the feeling. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, 18, 18 years later, man, I, I'm I'm still very confident in you know my decision, and I still I'm as picky with people and their letter letters of recommendation as I was way back yeah. then. Everybody, yeah, everybody yeah, can't yeah. be a sigma. It is not for no. everybody. Everybody ain't built for it. Definitely, man. Shout out to my boy Leon who communicated and said all this stuff. Another five minutes bigger and stuff. Oh, he goes, oh we no, he didn't say that. <laughs> He's trying man. to keep it all professional. Right. <laughs> we could have broke them walls no. down a long time ago. <laughs> no, shout out to Leon, man. He's uh, from the side chapter, Clark Atlanta. Okay. So, uh, yeah, full circle. I actually wrote his recommendation. So, okay. if you talk about recommendations, I was living in New York at the time. And I was like, I don't want to write this kid recommendation. I don't even know nobody from the side chapter. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll write the recommendation because he and I was working together on some other projects. He's a good dude. But, yeah, so I wanted to ask you that right off the back of why sometimes in some cases in certain conversations say that black fraternities and sororities aren't necessarily relevant. So yeah. I detest that because we're definitely relevant, and so is HBCUs, man. But yeah. to Kevin, one of the dudes who's been doing this thing for so long uh, – I continue to support you, brother, and everything that you got going. I can't wait for the League of Leaders to start back, and I can yes, keep tuned in. It's obviously the only other podcast I was listening to. <laughs> um, just because here's the thing, like, just real talk. I wanted to listen to somebody I can relate to, somebody I knew, and I've, I've listened to a few, but, you know, it's not somebody I know. I really right. wanted to listen to yours and listen to yours because I'm like, yo, I know this brother. And that's the same praise I sing when other sigmas go, yeah, that guy Kevin Davis changed the motherfucking hand sign. I go, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Did hey, you receive look. some black lash about oh, that? And he dude. talks about that. In and so, like I said, I got in Because you know you were responsible for changing the hand sign. You was responsible for changing oh, the hand Oh, yeah. Well, I wasn't changing this picking one. Because, you know, we had two of them out there in a while. I'm like, we got to get consistent with it. But, oh, yeah, back in, in 20, 2018, when we rolled out the plan and said this is what's going to be effective January 1st, 2019. Yeah. Dude. I But, yeah, I, I was probably one of the most hated these conversations that we were having. These I remember these types of conversations we would have at, in the break room at Target on uh-huh. the floor about branding, about, yep. okay, are we going to do the moon? Are we going to do the cow? I mean, the, the, the coyote? <laughs> are we going to do the blue fire? I mean, yep. put the hand thumb out. We talked about this stuff. That's why I thought it was amazing. It was perfect because I knew this brother, you, wasn't someone who just kind of got the role. He literally talked this branding stuff. Yeah. Austin. And so to see you there, I was like, I trust him. I, I trust the whole brand. And I was talking to a friend brother the other day who was saying, man, the fraternity has never looked this clean for years. Like everything you can find it. The the um, tools that we have to get brothers from undergrad to grad yep. chapter, the career opportunities, the blueprint, um, the revamping of the Sigma Exchange. Yep. Like everything looks so good. And I don't know how much of that you have an influence on, but I just say that once I start seeing your name a part of the branding kit is when it started to look crisp and clean to me as well, man. So I just say to you, that stuff I remember, you know, you talking about and being very passionate about. So mm-hmm. to see you rocking it out, if it was changing letters, you know I'm in Arkansas, so you know it's thumbs out. Right. Thumbs out. But now I'm like, heaven said. But, but you know what, though? <laughs> but you know what? It um, The bigger thing, again, it was talking to people. Like, I hear your perspective, but just hear me out, too. And over time, brother's like, all right, 
we get it. We get it. It's about consistency. To your point, you asked about the relevance. When you have uh, chapters that function very differently, that's when, I, that's when that perspective piece came and said, well, that could be your experience over there. And I get why you might say that, but over here, we over here doing a damn thing. Mm -hmm. And so how do we make this consistent all across the board? And then it really, at the end of the day, we just make sure we have the right brothers who have the professional talents and willing to bring them into this, you know, into the fraternity to move us all forward. And, you know, you know, we're trying to rise the tide together. And that's, you know, that's where we at. And since Centennial, man, I feel like we didn't, you know, we lead the league and can't nobody touch us. I think about none of them other cats. They can't touch us. They can't do nothing with us. Uh, go mob. Go mob, bro. Go mob. Kevin Davis, man. Listen, brother. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. But that's media season three. Again, you're a finesse now and someone, again, who needs to finesse the game, man. So I leave you in that piece and saying, go mob. Continue to do your thing, brother. And we're going to support you. Before you get up out of here, let our listeners know who's listening and watching, how they can keep up with the Kevin Davis brand. Yep, you can follow me on Instagram, Kevin Davis brand. Um, go to the website, kevindavisbrand.com, or you can also check out the legalleaders.org uh, if you want to follow the podcast and, and check out the latest episodes. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, listen, brother, go mob. I'll leave you in peace. Go mob. And uh, I'll definitely talk with you soon. You got to come back on the podcast, man. And chop it up, perhaps we'll Whenever. get a co-host bamming it out, and uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll get Michael Crystal on here. Call your boy, man. Oh yeah, hey hey yeah. I told him he's gonna be on my podcast, but I'm gonna wait till he get out of office. <laughs> wait till he get out. Oh, but no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. we can get on there. We can chop it up. All right, man. Well, listen, man. Go, my y'all. Stay tuned. We'll be back with something new on the Finesse Media Podcast season two. Kevin, man, bro. Appreciate this, man. Thank you.